five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all of the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. We get together at our gracious podcast host, which is BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery. Good to on be a home. Tuesday. Yes, it is good to be home. And, you know, we give our version of what happened on those podcasts, the truth about what happened in those podcasts. And hopefully there aren't so many consequences from the hosts of the other shows. And yeah, it's, it's going all right. It's going pretty good. It's going, uh, going well. I am Marco. I'm a brewer and a bartender here locally. And you've waited too long. It is time to introduce the best co-host in Podcastlandia. I am Julia. And yes, I am the best po- the po- po- Exactly. exactly. I am I am exactly that and nothing more, nothing less. I am one of the best co-hosts in Podcastlandia. I feel Marco's the best co-host in Podcastlandia. We can agree to disagree, but it is what it is. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your listenership to Steal Marco's Line. If you're new, I hope you like what we do. We have a lot of fun doing it. The show is definitely about podcasts, but it is also about beer, and we would not be a good craft beer podcast no, no, if no we weren't drinking. No, no, be good. no. Right. Absolutely. None, none. None. Not a single one if you weren't drinking beer. And this is an interesting night because I have two beers in front of me. Yeah. Courtesy of producer Ben. And you have one. So yeah. what are what are you drinking? And then I'll go into what I'm what I'm drinking. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking this uh, barrel aged Wolf's Ridge. Um, <laughs> The bottle's right over there. It looks oh, great. Oh, here. I, By the I, way, I got a picture. The BC's uh, today added a food option. There is Asian food here today. <laughs> Thank you, DoorDash. Uh, <laughs> so what Marco and I both have in our glasses is aggregate, sw- ag- aggregate swarm. The best co-host in Podcastlandia. The best pronunciations you could ever ask for. I never stumble. I never tongue twist. It's amazing. Uh, this is a barrel-aged Brett Saison with honey. From Wolf Surge Brewing back in, I believe it was October of 2020, yeah, October 16th. What were you doing in October of 2020? Not you necessarily, just putting it out exactly. into the world. What in the world were you guys doing? Uh, the the artwork on this bottle is amazing. It is a manatee in a bee costume or a combination manatee bee. I was that for I Halloween. I freaking one year. love it. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. The original mermaid. Um, but I also have a, a pint of. Of, uh, from Drecker Brewing and Dangerous Night Crew. It is a New England pale ale, which I had poured, and then producer Ben went, hey, do you guys want to split this bottle of this barrel-aged Brett Saison? And we went, yes, we do. So the it's going to be a fun correct night. answer is yes, Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, to kind of get a little bit of house cleaning out of the way before we dig into the meat of our show, which is the podcast recaps, we are... Very, very glad for you to listen to us, but we'd also love if you could like, subscribe, share, review our podcast on any of the podcast apps that you listen to or listen to us on. Follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod everywhere. You can email us any questions, concerns, anything like that, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. Any complaints about our show, you can send to at Raging Hop on Twitter. And if you would like to monetarily support us so we can get more beers or get better equipment or, my God, we want to try to figure out video. Video. We just don't think our phones will cut it. Truthbeerpod.com. There is a big blue support us link, and we would really like it uh, if you hit that. You can also find all of our episodes on YouTube. Yeah, I've said we, enough. Marco. If we get enough regular uh, donors, then uh, we can just 
add a line to your phone program and make that the Truth Beer Pod phone that we use yes. to do. To, so we need your help. Yes. Uh, send us money. You know, there are really, really important things like paying the teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, there are really important things like uh, the beer is the most important. stopping, uh, you know, th- stopping terrible atrocities across the world, saving uh, the trees and nature, mm-hmm. uh, save the whales. Um, but uh, getting our podcast to video content, I don't know what could be more important. True. Uh, anyways, thank you, Julie. That was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what did uh, you listen to last week? Well, the week prior, because we had yes. a long episode we two did. weeks ago that we didn't feel we could do justice with last week's recording. Uh, I listened to the podcast, What You Into. Yeah, I did too. By uh, Anthony Tank Mansfield. Yep. So that's a new one to our rotation. Uh, also listened to the newest of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, Episode 7. I did. Awesome. Shift Beers, Episode 87. Yes. Yes, I did. All right. And then one that popped up just today that we're going to cover because it was a quick episode, the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast. Yeah, that was a they, tricky one for me to find, but I found it. You found it. Good, good, good. Yeah. They did a, a really quick 20-minute uh, conversation. I think we're just going to go ahead and jump in and start with with this one. Yeah. Because it was it was a 20-minute episode. Well, it was, um, the epi- yeah, the whole runtime was 20, 20 minutes. minutes but, but when you took off the ads at the beginning and the end, it's really maybe a 13-minute conversation with Nicole Kendall, who is Ryan Geis' senior sales manager for Kentucky. Um, let's see. There, were, there wasn't a whole lot... It, it was a good episode, but I felt that it sounded too much like Nicole was just kind of reading off of a press release for the answers to a lot of questions. But if you want some information about Ryan Geist specifically and their, it, with their Kentucky presence, this is a really nice, quick episode right. that I think you know is worth listening to. I have a couple of little tidbits that, that Nicole dropped about... Ryan Guy specifically in Kentucky that I figure we could just run over real fast. So is this fast. a new segment, Julia's Tidbits? Julia's Tidbits. It could be. Okay. It could be. Let's we'll go. find out. Um, outside of Kentucky, Ryan Guy's is the 28th largest craft brewery in the United States, which is freaking awesome. Yep. They distribute in nine states now. They're still trying to grow. Kentucky is 10% or more of Ryan Guy's total sales, which is pretty spectacular. I'm right. pretty sure Ohio kind of nine. has... Yeah, Nine out of, states and right, one state's right. 10%. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was an amazing quote from Nick Ketchum on their their in-house yeast project. So if you guys want to know about magnificent boondoggles of pure imagination and creativity, give this episode right. a listen. Or in uh, also an amazing quote about yeast that he has. Is, yeast is really cool, bro true i mean i wasn't going to give the listeners all of his quotes from this episode right. but i mean it, you're you are 100 not wrong uh there was a little bit of talk about rg bevs or hard craft beverages and they are the eighth largest fruited malt beverage brand in kentucky yes yeah all of that is <laughs> all of that is pulled right from the podcast true yes so again it was a very short episode we don't want to tell you all about the episode we want you to listen to these episodes support the podcasts that yeah. are out there that are supporting the local craft beer scene yeah nicole did drop a teaser about a potential fanny pack of old school favorites that are making a return yeah so i'm not going to spoil any of that for you you need to I, 
the episodes cool. the episodes like 13 minutes if you skip past the ads at the beginning and the end there's no reason to not listen to this one if you have any interest in Ryan Geist and what they're doing right and it, it, it was the northern Kentucky um, you know chamber podcast or, or whatever but it, correct it, it it does in that 13 minutes there is a lot of Cincinnati talk and a little bit of history of Ryan Geist as well correct correct yeah. I mean with it being a Cincinnati brewery it's hard to leave Cincinnati out of the picture altogether right um, but they did try to focus on what's happening in Kentucky with Ryan Geist again it did sound a little bit like I don't even want to say a little bit like I'll be completely honest it sounded like most of the answers that were given were read off of you know not a sales pitch but you know a um press release that kind of thing but it was still really interesting information some stuff that i didn't know some stuff that right. i did so definitely check it out if you have a couple minutes and you love reingeist yes definitely that's all i got on that one uh, that's all there needs to be we don't need to do the thing that we do where we double the length, <laughs> the of, length time of the show that the actual show was by talking about the show well we certainly cannot do that with this next podcast that we're going to talk about or we would be here way beyond close what you into it is a podcast hosted by Anthony Tank Mansfield, who is a local illustrator. Um, Tree does other things, but that's what he's mostly known for. Yeah. If you remember Mad Tree Spry, that awesome like skull design on the can, yeah. that was his work. He's also done artwork for Street Side, um, for when you know Three Points was around. They would have a rotating like art board on the front of their bar that local artists could design, and he did one of those for them. And wasn't he a taproom manager for mm-hmm. um, Christian Morline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's all around the, the brewery scene here. I've met him and didn't realize that that he did these things or had a podcast. He, he, yeah. He'd come into higher gravity and sit down and, and have a drink or a couple. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize until... I saw the the Facebook post about the podcast. Number one, that he had a podcast, and number yeah. two, that it's somebody I've, I've actually interacted met or with, interacted yeah. with, and had no idea about this other thing that they do. Right, he tends to work under the the social media handle on the website Neil to No One, so Neil to No One dot com, and he's had this. The podcast is mostly about you know, people's crafts and their hobbies and the things that they're interested in. This was a beer-specific and a Cincinnati beer-specific episode that had Matt Damaris, the mm-hmm. Bruce Traveler, and the... Hustler, baby! And the original Luke G, who was new to me, a, a beer collector aficionado, a, a professional beer trader, if you may have it, and the Gnarly Noom, which is why it peaked on our radars right. as an episode that we needed to listen to. Yeah, we know that guy. Uh, but yeah, three-hour-long episode... Just shy of three hours. Yeah. But it didn't feel like three hours listening to it. Like, it was a really good conversation from beginning to end. They yes, were like the Dances with Wolves of podcasts. <laughs> yes. They were all over the place. Uh, I will say from the start, I should have had a moxie count for the amount of times that they used that word. Oh, Lord. But about an hour and a half or so into it, when I realized that's kind of the, the phrase of the show, I just did not have the time to go back and re-listen and count those so sorry guys maybe next time uh let's see i also had two other takeaways from this episode that i'm gonna put at the beginning before we talk about some of the content of it okay green day was a key factor to a lot of the episode you'll definitely have to check it out because it got pretty funny and one of the other main takeaways of this episode is a gnome saying i'm going to get into trouble for saying this oh yeah so there were so some, some nuggets dropped. There were there were definitely some some things dropped that maybe should or should not have been dropped. Let's see, um, home insurance and beer sellers don't mix apparently. 
<laughs> that was something that I, I've never thought. I don't have a beer cellar, but I know plenty of people that do. How's work on that uh, beer fridge, that I, beer cooler? So I need to either make a decision on that. Uh, I think we're just going to take the free one that Josh's stepdad has for us because A, it's free. B, it's free, it's and free. C, it's free. Free, yeah. And I just bought a new computer over the holiday weekend, so my money's going to kind of, well, uh. I guess it would have been his money. But uh, it's, we're, we're, I think we're going to get the free route, and then if we decide we really need the, the glass front, the see-through, the lighting, all the fancy shit. Why, so the we'll beer can see that. out? It's for me, not the beers. Okay. All about me. Gotcha. That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm that's saying fine. there. Of course, should be. But yeah, if you have home insurance and you ask about uh, insuring your beer cellar, they may just laugh at you, or give you a very rude uh, response, such as what Gnome got when when, <laughs> when he talked to his insurance agent about it. Or you might have a really cool insurance agent that goes, "Bro, I got you." You never know until you ask. So so ask. Uh, what do I have here? Um, it was three hours, but we're not going to take three hours. No, 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 no. Three hour podcast. A couple of the other things that I had, I thought they had a brilliant idea about Higher Gravity Summer, Summit Park, their location. Have a either kid tracking or a video system at the park, so you can just send the kids across the street to play in the because like the playground is literally like across the, the kid street. Play, yeah, you can see the kid the, playground from Higher Gravity. If there's some kind of video system or some kind of kid monitoring system, the parents just sit in the air conditioned amazingness that is Higher Gravity Summit Park yeah. and they can watch on a screen or have like a little chip app or something that tracks their kid to make sure that they stay That's in the playground. That's what we need to do is put chips in kids. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, didn't they do that with the vaccine? <laughs> and now they're magnetic too. All kinds of all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. However, how amazing would that be just to have like a, a small wall of of higher gravity with like those security camera like screens right. all over it yeah. to where you're just like, I just need to make sure that my kid doesn't leave the confines of the playground while I drink my beer and it's all good. I think it's a brilliant idea. I absolutely think it's a brilliant idea. You could put one of those like house arrest like, oh, like ankle a, bracelets. Yeah, that's true. You get an then, alarm whenever they like and then leave they, the, you know, mm -hmm. can't leave a certain area. You have that. that yeah. Higher gravity could just do like a a ten dollar upcharge to your tab uh -huh. to put that tracking device on your child so that you don't have to. Even though they have Dora, or I mean it's, it's a thing. So it's ten dollars for the the ankle bracelet, the tracking thing, mm -hmm. and it's twelve dollars, and you get a, a cowboy of a, a bourbon. Perfect, absolutely perfect. I yeah. love it. Uh, let's see what else did we have here. Don't reveal the honey holes, which could be taken in so many ways if you don't know what a honey hole That's is. That's right. And take I mean, it. really, no matter what the the context is, don't reveal honey holes. There you go. Keep it to yourself. Okay. Yourself and your loved ones. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Right. The ones you care about. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cincinnati Reds are twenty-seven and fifty-two. That means nothing to me. There are ten weeks until NFL season. That is all that I care about. Okay. Very good. Who day? Let's see. Um, really cool conversation about what is craft beer to to, and I'm using you as in to everyone that was present on the podcast. Right. Very very neat discussion because it I feel like that changes a lot, and they they touched on that um, what craft beer was to the gnome and Matt Damaris and Tank and Luke G when they got into craft beer, isn't necessarily the same thing that they see it as today. And just that evolution that they talked about was 
don't know. I thought that was really cool. That was it, a really, they really had good many part of conversations. Segments, cool. Oh God, yeah. Segments and conversations. There's no way to touch on all of them in this. No. 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 But it it was definitely interesting. You could you could listen to the build up to it, and then um, the uh, tank would he had a list of questions. Yeah. Yeah. But he also let so, the conversation take its own form, which is really right. cool because you did get all these little. They were segues and tangents, but they all kept a very, a very good focus on craft beer and on Cincinnati craft beer. Yep. So it is definitely again, it is a super long episode. We're not going to try to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, well, you know, the time just flies by. It's almost a three-hour long episode. Yeah. But it is such a cool conversation. Very good conversation. It's just, it's just putting a mic around a room of friends talking while having some beer. Yeah. And those are, I think, some of the best podcasts out there because you're you're nodding your head or you're, you know, kind of maybe forming disagreements in your head listening to them. It's like, well, but no, I think I think maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Definitely worth a listen, no matter how you might need to spread it out over, you know, your podcast listening sessions. What you're into. Yeah. All about hobbies, all about, you know, things that people are interested in. And this is one that Marco and I are both very, very heavily interested in. And go listen. Let's see. Do you want to take a quick break before uh, we have two more left? We have Bruce Guy's Happy Hour and Shift Beers. We're kind of flying through these. Yeah. Let's take a break and we will be right back. All right. See you guys in a minute. We're back. We made it. It was treacherous there for a minute. Mm-hmm. We had some run-ins with some some old friends and some uh, situations. But uh, did you know? I mean, did you know that somebody from the West Side was going to be here today? Other than Ben, no, I did not. Yeah, other than Ben. See, and West you. Side is the best side, even when you're on. There were more the West Siders East. in here mm-hmm. uh, than like 30 <laughs> seconds ago than not West Siders. The conversations about Queen City and the Western Hills Viaduct. You might as well be Poor talking Marco. about streets in Africa. I don't yeah. know what you're talking Poor about. Poor Marco's eyes were glazing over, but uh, but no. Shout out to, I'm sure he's a huge fan of the show, but uh, Nick Smith, who was previously with one of my watering holes, Delhi Liquor, and then Adina, and now he's moved on to other things that just that suit him the way that uh, he needs to be suited. I don't know. That sounded weird. So you have a new beer in your glass. I still have two beers. Two beers. Good God. Still mostly full. Still, I'm a slow drinker, and plus this bread is tart. Yeah. It's delicious, but I can't just chug it. But, yeah. Marco, what do you? What are you now enjoying? I have Summer Break Session IPA from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, little brewery out there in uh, Chico, California. Never heard of it. And I think they're going to they do. I think they're going to do good things. Okay, good. Yeah, 4.6 good. ABV. Nice. And I know that because I was, I'm looking at the board. You're staring right at it. I was actually going to get that one after the first beer that I had during our pre-production meeting. Uh-huh. And then I decided on something else. And then it, literally it was probably not even five minutes after producer Ben handed me my full BC's Mug Club mug full of this amazing Drecker New England Pale Ale. It's a new style. It's cool. It's, it is delicious. He then says, hey, you guys want to share this bottle of this barrel-aged Brett Saison? You don't say no, but right. I haven't had a chance to enjoy Correct answer the beer yes. that, you know, I may or may not be paying for tonight. We'll okay. find out. We'll see. All right. So, Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, Episode 7 with Maureen Ogle, who is the author of Ambitious Brew. 
a book that I was not familiar with. Me but it either. is it is on uh, I now have it on hold at the library, so once a copy becomes available, I will be checking it out. Uh, Brett said that it was a it was a really good read and a really quick read, so I figure why not add it to my ever-growing pile of books that I need to get through. Julia, what 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 books do you have on hold at the library? I mean, give us this like is one the, or two. This is the only one that's on hold at the library right now, but the ones that are on his stack on my bedside table that Josh keeps saying, your pile's growing again. Why is it growing again? Ah. Uh, I have a book called The Peter Principle. It's kind of a uh, philosophy... Um, Around like Peters. like Hewton, uh, uh, completely around Peters, all the different Peters that that exist right. and the different principles that they up that they hold dear to their hearts. Okay, and a book called Ash by Jason Brandt, who is a YouTuber that I watch, has nothing to do with trains, believe it or not. No, <laughs> um, but he he does a YouTube channel with his wife and some of his friends called So Bad It's Good, where they watch just god-awful b-rated movies and just it's kind of like mst3k with where they're doing commentary over top of the movie about this is awful but it's amazing because it's awful absolute riot still not as good as watching trains for two to three hours a week on the youtube but uh wow it's up there that's high that's high praise high compliments really is i really i wonder what's going on with uh, the trains at matry today I don't know, but I bet nobody's getting the conductor to, <laughs> to give blow the, the whistle. Yeah, I'm telling whistle. you, that still was the <laughs> the highlight of of the any of my mantra experience. It's that, <laughs> when you think about it, that's awesome. I love it. Anyway, Bruce Guy's happy hour. Let's go ahead and give this episode the credit it is due. Sure. It, Ambitious Brew is the history of American beer, mostly in uh, the 1800s about beer, beer brewing, and beer growth. Uh, Let's see, apparently that, for Brett, this book taught him that there was a mini prohibition before the big prohibition, which I didn't know either. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't claim to be a prohibition expert. However, learning that was intriguing. It was pretty cool, and I'm kind of of offended that uh, our good friend Caroline also didn't let us know about this. So once again, Brett and Mike Morgan, thank you so much for providing us with additional learning opportunities through through your podcast. Uh, there are two versions of Ambitious Brew. The first book was published in about 2006, and then it was revised in 2019. So if you do want to check out this book, just kind of check to see what version you're you're getting from either the library, Amazon, your local bookstore, preferably your local bookstore. Right. She, bas- she talked about uh, the re-release and how she... It really wanted to trim some of the the excess mm-hmm. that she thought was excess, mm-hmm. and so the newer version probably has uh, it's just a more up to date version that the author wants everyone to to read. Right. There's right. more in the older version. Um, but she felt it was more like fluff or unnecessary. Right. A few unnecessary paragraphs that that she cut out. It would be kind of neat to to read both versions to see what. Yeah, I mean, let me know about out. that, Julia. So, yeah, sure. okay, I'll, I mean, if I can find both copies, I will absolutely do that. Uh, let's see, in this episode, they talked about how beer was an acceptable alternative to hard liquor because it was about 4 to 5% ABV on average. Right. And Brett brought, brought up the point that they didn't want people getting drunk on, like, really high ABV stuff, like hard liquor, so that's why these lower ABV beverages were, you know, beers were 
brood coming in, coming into trend. They, yes. They, yes. Yes. They, yes. There was a Perfect different. Way to put it. There was a different connotation or perception around somebody drinking beer versus somebody drinking liquor. Mm-hmm. You got to think then too. I mean, people were running around cracked off opiates. Exactly. exactly. Doctors thought that that was actually solving something. Right. I mean, there well, was. I mean, like what have we said before? Today. Hashtag put the coke back in coke. Right. I mean, it's. You know, you, you you know you're freaking out. You must have ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine to fix it is was one of the big things back sounds, in. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds pretty pretty That's accurate. Like educated people thought that. Yeah, it's it's true. Uh, let's see. They touched on some of the Ohio specific prohibit. Pro- pro- so Best Mar- co-host in Podcastlandia. Yes. Uh, Brett and Maureen and Mike touched on some Ohio-specific prohibition differences, uh, like Cincinnati and southwestern Ohio, right. while they were still able to brew beer, were keeping almost the entire state in a libated state. They said you know, they kept the state wet, but I mean, we're all you know mentally 12, so I couldn't say that with a straight <laughs> face. Point did, in case right there. I did that for the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you're you, welcome. Thank you. And as prohibition came closer and closer to being a thing, breweries were being forced to try to continue to lower the ABV of their beers. So Maury mentioned that, you know, it's it started as a 5 or a 4% beer, and then it's getting down to a 3% and a 2%, which brought up the question from everyone in the podcast, at what percentage ABV is a beer a beer versus... A soft drink, which is where soda, pop, that kind of thing came in, which Caroline brought up in one of the, uh, I'm sorry, Caroline brought up in one of the episodes where she was recapping Mike Morgan's book, Cincinnati Beer, which I thought was a really cool tie-in between the different podcasts that uh, that we listened to. Uh, Let's see, what else do I have here? In Iceland, this this was really cool. This is the fact that Brett brought up. In Iceland, you could make liquor, but not beer. Beer was actually illegal in Iceland until 1983. Oh, my God. You and I both existed before beer was legal in Iceland. Wow. How ridiculous is that? That's crazy. That is very crazy. Very cool fact, too. Very, that is very a cool, cool fact. Another cool fact is that I'm glad they got to have Maureen on the podcast mm-hmm. because we had Maureen double booked on the day that Joe from Craft Parenting right. Pod was scheduled to be with us. So. Right. Really glad that she got to find another uh, outlet I'll to talk it. about. Oh, absolutely, about absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm sad we didn't get the opportunity, but the door that was open for her scheduling wise to be oh, on yeah. Bruce Guys, yep. It's it. It, it made worked all the out well. Oh, God, I actually yeah. couldn't so imagine great. it. You know, the other way around. Now that yeah, now I don't. That both I don't think we could. Out, I don't podcasts. think we could have done it justice. No. I don't think we could have done Maureen justice with no. everything she knows and what she does. And in going into it, Maureen knew I don't read. So well, but that doesn't mean audio version. Maybe I could have done, but that doesn't mean you don't have opinions on the facts that that can be brought up about the book as we're discussing it. That's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, This was it was a slight. I don't say slightly shorter episode. It was still around fifty minutes. Yeah. Um, But it was it was really cool listening to another author. she mentioned that Teresa Just a McCullough, couple of authors cutting it up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she did mention that Teresa McCullough, who was on a previous episode of Bruce Guy's oh, Happy yeah. Hour from the and friend one of the show, friend Teresa. Of, absolutely huge friend of our show, uh, is working on, I don't know if it's Teresa specifically or just the, the Smithsonian, but with Teresa McCullough's um, involvement in the craft beer 
side of the Smithsonian. I have a feeling she's heavily involved. But Susie, who was one of Jack McAuliffe's uh, partners in crime with yep. everything he was doing, uh-huh. they are working on getting an oral history from her on her presence in that entire revolution, which, as we've stated multiple, multiple times, we would love a Bruce Guys episode where that focus is on women in the history of craft beer. Yep. And I feel like every episode they touch on it a little more, a little more. Their guests touch on it a little more, a little more. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, maybe we're we get some, building to something there. That'd be awesome. That would be that, awesome. But even if it doesn't happen in this exact season of Bruce Guys, I can't imagine that it's going to take long for there to be a women in craft beer episode. It has to be on their list, right? It's oh, got to yeah. be it's yeah, got to be on the 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 radar somehow. Right. I mean every single episode they have touched on a woman, two women, you know, a group, you know, the um last week with or not last week but last episode with Charlie Papazian and the home brewers they were even mentioning that a majority of the people in those homebrewer clubs were women because brewers weren't making the beers that women wanted to drink, so women were homebrewing to make what they wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. So it keeps it keeps kind of growing and growing each episode, and so I am incredibly, incredibly excited to see where they go next. Yeah, like so am I. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I only had... I feel bad. I feel like we're running through these pretty quickly, but I only had two other touching points... On this episode. What okay. about you? Anything else before I jump into mine? Or? I bet my two are the same as your two. More than likely, we do tend to think pretty similarly, yeah. scary as that is. Yeah. Brett thinks, and I'm not sure if this was tongue-in-cheek or not, but it makes a lot of sense, that prohibition may be the cause of the current kind of sugar epidemic in in the world. You take away beer, you take away, you know, the, the, the alcohol to drink, that's when sugary sodas and pops were introduced, those right. soft drinks with no alcohol in them. Mountain Dew. It'll tickle your innards. It definitely does something to your innards. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if we didn't have that prohibition, would sugars and adding sugars to pretty much anything, would that be as prevalent as it is today? Which is a really interesting thing to think about. It is, and it's one of those things where the toothpaste is already out of the tube. I mean, you're not oh, going to be sure, able to put sure. it back in. So, but that is it would be a that really is an interesting theory for sure. Right. So, when my first job was at a restaurant, it uh, I was I sort of worked backwards. So I was I was a server at first, and then I went to the kitchen, then mm-hmm. to the dish room, and then back to the kitchen, and then uh, prep cook, and then and, and manager, and all that. But one thing that'll never leave my mind mm-hmm. is under the soda machine, there was a brown stain. On the white tile. I don't from know if I like where this is going. All of the soda oh, that yeah. was that on the floor and then mopped up every night, it just stained the tile brown. And uh, I just thought to myself, awful. what does that do to your insides? If, I if mean, it does that can, to the floor. You can use Coca Cola to like clear rust yeah. off of metal. Like I mean, battery terminals. Yeah, yeah. They tell you to put the Coca Cola on your battery ter- right. terminals. And not Diet Coke, not Coke Zero, like just the full sugar. Coke, the acidity, it, it can, what was the thing that they told us when we were little? It can dissolve a mouse in like three days or something weird. That's, that's crazy. It is. And I thank, thank hope you to for never putting actually. That thought in my mind. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get to sleep tonight. With a lot of alcohol. Okay, probably. More than likely. More than likely. But yeah, another absolutely amazing episode of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. Uh, I know that the episodes aren't as 
they're not put out as consistently as I think I would like. Or what but, she needs to say is they're very inconsistent. But at the same time, I want to, I want to, you know, kind of saunter qualify that with, I'm glad that it's not every week you're guaranteed one because it just makes seeing one pop up in your feed kind of that much more exciting. Like, oh, what other one's here? Another right. episode's here. This yes. is so cool. I felt it the is, same way. It's, it is, it is probably my favorite Cincinnati Craft Beer podcast right now. It, yeah, I, I, they all, they all, I have different buckets for each one of them mm-hmm. in, sure, in their sure. own way, right? Sure. But I oh, totally yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I totally get where you're coming from from that regard. A uh, couple of smart guys uh, that are, are are truly entrenched in in Cincinnati and Cincinnati beer, mm-hmm. talking to, uh, you know, the 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 magnitude of or the 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 gravity of the guests that they have on their show is just amazing well and also the just the relationship that they have just the um the way that they bounce off of each other the way that they interact the relationship that they have right brings every single one of these conversations i don't want to say to life because they're all already very vibrant very dynamic conversations with all their guests but it takes it to that that next level with just the the rapport that, that that Brett and Mike have with each other yep. to really fuel and feed into their guests having that much more energy and enthusiasm when talking to them. And not only that, they're sponsored by Higher Gravity. Which is freaking amazing. It is amazing. It is which amazing. Which you a Mug Club member, a Stein Club member. Stein Club member, member. Stein yes. Club member. Yes. And uh, I uh, bartend. Do you, have you bought your Higher Gravity beer event calendar yet? No, I haven't. Well, you uh, should, I plan you on this weekend. On. Right. I should do that this weekend. Right. Yes. Yes, yes. So, uh, Producer Jason, here's an idea for you. If you would like for Higher Gravity to be a sponsor of Truth, Beer, and Podsequences for the entire month of July or the entire month of December, maybe we can just get a box. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. We just get a box. You know where to find Marco, I think. You yeah. know where to find me. Let yeah. us know. He texts you more than he texts me. <laughs> I work for the guy. Which is probably why he doesn't text him. you. I don't, right, right. I don't know how he feels about that. I, <laughs> I work with people. They don't work for me. But anyways. But no, Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, fantastic show, fantastic sponsor for their show. Check it out. If you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, do it. It's, yeah, you should. It's wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. You should. It's time well spent. You you learn things. Oh, God. I mean, you. you learn things with our podcast, but these are things that you learn when you listen to their podcast that are, are you know, uh, buckets of, of just history and knowledge. Right. Well, it's it's straight from the horse's mouth to use that that phrase. I mean, you are right. getting some of this directly from the the maestros of craft beer right. and how that came about. So cannot say enough good things about this podcast. Ever. We should probably just move on because we're probably. never going to be able no, to say enough. No, this is true, and, and our recap is going to end up being longer than the episode itself. We have a we have a knack for that. We really do. All right, let's wrap this episode up with shift beers. Yeah, shift beers. Yeah, episode eighty-seven, the America edition. Yeah, I am not. I uh, is that the way you spell America? It's not the way you spell America. But is that how you spell America? America, M-U-R-I-C-A. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there are liberties taken when uh, you speaking are... Speaking of liberty. Speaking of... <laughs> America. America. They started this episode out like a cannonball. There is nothing yeah. worse than having fuzzies in your crevasse. 
Yeah, that's just, right. It's terrible. It's terrible. That's why and I it's race. a crevasse, right? It's right. Not a, it's, it's, not, not a it's not a crevice. It's a crevasse. It's yeah. A crevasse. Well, that's why I always rinse any crevasse that I am going to get close to before mm. I do anything with it. Is it a controversy or a controversy? Ooh. I don't know. I've always just said controversy, but you may be onto something here. Mm. It all depends on where you put the emphasis on the syllables, mm -hmm. and it can change the entire meaning of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The drunk line, shout out again to the drunk line. Do not call the shift beers drunk line if you are not drunk, because if they find out, they will just ignore you, which Mock again. Mock you, ridicule you. But as, but as we talked about they'll, in a previous they'll tease episode. They you like somebody in high school. How do they know? Some people are incredibly capable alcoholics. How do they know? Yeah. How do they know? Yeah. But if you do want to call the shift beers drunk line, the number for you is 804 445 2334, which spells out 804-5-5-BEER. And, I mean, unless you're Marco, just, just call whenever. If yeah. you're Marco, then they'll know if you're drunk or not, They don't apparently. want me to call anyway. <laughs> like, you're, you're not drunk, Marco. Like, but okay. someone needs to call because they haven't mentioned anything about anyone calling other than you, and they only mentioned you because they I've said never called. you weren't we drunk. Had, uh, oh, that's right. See. We had um, Morgan uh, Freeman call. No, we didn't. it wasn't no, Morgan Freeman. The, I heard that uh, uh, Vladimir Putin called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How could I forget? And let's see. Who else was it? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey called. Gilbert Godfrey, that's what and I was then, thinking of. Um, the ghost of Gilbert. Uh, who else called? It was... There was someone else. I mean, I called, was, but all uh, I did was just... Oh, know. what's his name? He was in The Godfather, not Marlon Brando. Oh, um, 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 I'm picturing his face. Al Pacino. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Al Pacino is called. That's what Josh told me. Okay. That well, those, it sounds like it sounds like they need to do a little... If they want people to call the drunk line, they need to do a little bit more with providing the content that they're currently getting on the drunk line. Maybe Liam Neeson should call. Probably should. That's not a bad idea. Maybe no. that should happen. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. They drank American beers. So yeah. they were all American. tasked with going out and picking a beer that they felt embodied America. Yes. Yeah. It was, you know, their fourth of the best co-host in Podcastlandia. <laughs> it was their fourth of July show. And they had a really cool spread of, of beers. I think that the it really showed the the um, the, really, ra the range of what America and like American beers really means to the entire group. Did encompass embody you know the red, white, and blue, the old mm -hmm. glory. You know, yeah, just yeah. just you you think uh, beer in in America, and that's what you think. Yeah, and there were, it was really cool. I like how they went into, and we don't want to spoil it because there were only four beers. Well, I guess five if you count a non-alcoholic one that right. they found that, that they felt fit in. And we're going to count the it. Theme. We'll, count we'll count it. I thought that it was really cool how they they focused on not only the beer itself, but like the packaging. Because yes. each of the packages that these beers that they found was different from one another. And the, yes, there's, a, there's is, a vast array of different packaging. Right. I mean, just like the episode that you were on, alternative beer packaging, or oh, alternative yeah. beer delivery, delivery methods. methods. I mean, you had everything from bottles to aluminum to like tall boys to just, just the art style was even put into it. The descriptions from each of the beers that they had was really cool, like the variety that was there. Um, I noticed Beechwood came up a lot, but right. 
I don't know. It was cool. It was very cool. I liked that they did cuvées. They did. With, uh, <laughs> with so mixing all the, the different. Yeah, yeah. Second one, mix it with the first, the first one. one and, you know, fourth one, mix it with the third one. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. They were like they they were edgy. They were it was. bold. They were very bold with it. Um, they were able to still discern what the flavor profiles of each either added or subtracted to those cuvées. And each can had a unique message on yeah. it. Or each each, each package, pa- package right, had right. I mean, a saying unique message. Is kind of a, an easy follow So they back. went over the unique message for each. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Um, let's see, what was it? They even added, I thought this was, was fun, the non-alcoholic American beer that they found. Mm-hmm. They added that to all the alcoholic, the alcoholic cuvee that was yes, currently happening. they did. Which, you know. Which then makes it an alcoholic So what we cuvee. should do is we should get one of those non-alcoholic American beers and put a Blocks in it. Yeah. Because what is more American than Blocks? That's right. In anything. Blocks. Blocks get pitted. Uh, something that I skipped over, actually, um, their Jadrinkin segment, it was a 50-minute episode. Yep. The Jadrinkin segment, 24 of those minutes. Yep. So sure good was. job, guys. Once again, nice you are, uh, you're doing great. And... We got a Josh's Twisted Tea Tip. We did. It's about goddamn time. That's right. They don't come frequently enough. So would you like me to give the Twisted Tea Tip? Did you have it written down? How would you like the tea tip delivery to happen? Uh, you can you can give it to them. Okay. Sure. All right. Let's see. Uh, there were actually two. One, don't drink the pool water, mm-hmm. which everyone mm-hmm. should should already mm-hmm. know. Not yeah, really a tip, that. just kind of a you know life rule. Always bring the bigger cooler because it is better to have too much beer than not enough. There is that, yeah. Which is actually a good tip. Like yeah. most of Josh's Twisted Tea tips are things that you probably shouldn't adhere to. Yeah, like this dropping one, a beer and then just and leaving. Just walking away. Just walking away. The last, I'll say, six minutes and 20 seconds of the episode <laughs> was the fucking best. I... Yeah, so stick with it to the end. I was, I mean, it's it's... I was dying because they were dying, and it was just absolutely amazing in every way that Shift Beers always is. Yeah. They, they always have so much fun. They do. They I bring always it. have so much fun listening to them. Oh, other than Josh hates kids and their lemonade stands. <laughs> well, it's it, there's a story there. You need <laughs> yes. to go listen to yes. it. I mean, there's yes. some, if I just there's say some that, validity you, to, to, to that. You should know by now not to take anything we say purely by itself. There is context behind it. Nobody him. really hates him. But he kind of does, but he has reasons. Right. So you need to listen to this episode for those reasons. If you're selling Saratoga chips, Ooh. should you also... Barbecue Add sauce. the barbecue sauce. Like now, if not, you want the barbecue sauce, it because it's an extra like fifty cents for like a little <laughs> cup of barbecue sauce. Like, hey, kid, one, what the f? What? Yeah, one cup of barbecue should always come with the chips. Well, here's your if lemonade. If you want more than that, maybe. Did you want a straw? Oh yeah, I'll take a straw. Nah. Oh, did you want a cup for that quarter. lemonade to go in? That's an extra twenty-five need a cents for the Quarter for that cup. straw. Yeah. Is it? You talking about it? You got if like it's a, a paper straw. Oh, F that, that six-year-old could shove that paper straw right up their nose. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 F that. <laughs> got a, a six-year-old shaking you down. For <laughs> no, the lemonade. Lemonade's buck. Cup, fifty cents 50 extra. Cents, yeah. What am I supposed to put it in? You figure it out. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Like what these kids I'm, nowadays? I'm telling God you, though. Damn. I'm telling you, they are ruthless. Yeah. 
Well, was there anything else besides our favorite part of a Shift Beers recap that you wanted to go over? We need to find a six-year-old <laughs> and script that out. That. <laughs> script that out. That'll be our Patreon content when we get to video. Oh, my God. The six-year-old upselling the six-year-old, lemon, old, yeah. le- lemon, lemon old. <laughs> the best co-host in podcast, Landia. <laughs> I haven't even had, I've had one full beer. This is Have stupid. You? I had the first one that I had before I got this one. Okay. I haven't even had, I've had one full beer. This is stupid. <laughs> I, I give up. <laughs> this episode just was not it's all good. my best work. No, it's good. It's <laughs> fine. It's all fine. So. And Brian, I am trying to work on a parody for WAP, wet-ass burps. I just, I just haven't figured it all out yet. I am working on it. So stay tuned he for that to, nightmare. He needs to see a doctor. <laughs> I'm telling you, all the, the, the noises and the just things that happened, that I, poor guy. Things are gestating <laughs> in him. Like, I don't understand. Oh, Marco, would you like to tell everyone about what's coming up now? Our favorite, favorite sure, part Julia. of our Shift Beers recap. I could do that. All so right. there's one podcast uh, locally that we have created uh, a drinking game for, and they mention it, and so uh, you should follow along and do the drinking game. So every time Shift Beers has an audible burp, we count it. And then we let you know how many burps. And based off of a an official Google-searched mm-hmm. average drink of two ounces, we let you know how many ounces of liquid that... Uh, total would be and then we break it down into pints and let you know how many pints you would have to consume during that episode of shift beers if you were playing the drinking game properly yes and in this episode of shift beers episode 87 the america edition of shift beers there were a total of 48 burps okay which is 96 ounces which is a very american six pints of your favorite beverage hell yeah i did not do a block breakdown for this one That's okay. We also need to figure out, as producer David from last week was integral in, is it the same ratio, one block per burp? Or has it got to be like a quarter of a block, something like that? Hold on, Oh. No. And there you go. So we need to, there are still a few things that need to be narrowed down before we continue to do a, a block version of the burp count. And once we figure out those details, you'll know about it first. Boom. Yeah. Well, Marco, was there anything else that you had uh, for this episode of Truth, Beer, and Consequences? No, this uh, episode is being recorded on July 5th, mm-hmm. and I just hope everybody had a very safe and happy 4th of July. True. Uh, this is not in any way a, uh, a political statement. Uh, our country, although flawed in many ways, is still... Um, a place where we are free to have as many beers as we would like and enjoy all of the things that the purveyors uh, of those beverages want us to feel and think and experience. And so hopefully you had a very safe and happy 4th of July. True that. Well, Marco, uh, well, actually, a little house cleaning. We did a little housekeeping in the beginning, house yeah. cleaning at the end. Please follow us on social media at TruthBeerPod. Email us with any comments, suggestions, what have you, TruthBeerPod at gmail.com. Complaints at RagingHop on Twitter. You can check out all of our episodes on the YouTube. And if you would like to throw a couple bucks our way to help us continue doing this, which is something we love doing so very much, 
truthbeerpod.com, Big Blue Support Us link. Marco, what are you going to be doing next Tuesday? I am hopefully going to be sitting here with you discussing all of the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts that we listened to this week. Sounds great. I will be right there with you. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. It's Marco here with Julia from uh, Truth Beer Pod. I uh, just wanted to take a moment to uh, really speak about something that, you know, I don't know if a lot of people talk about, whether you're in the brewing industry, hospitality industry, restaurant industry, or not, just, uh, you know, any other sort of field that you may be in. There are times uh, that sometimes you need to talk to someone. And what's important is that everybody know that uh, life is worth living and Tomorrow is something that uh, can bring on uh, new and exciting and, and beautiful promises. So for those of us that uh, work really hard in this particular industry, I just wanted to take a moment, and Julia agreed, and to let everyone know that uh, you matter. So with that being said, uh, Julia, um, why don't you give our listeners uh, some information on, you know, if or when uh, they feel that way, who to contact or how to contact them. Yeah, if you need to reach out to someone and you don't feel comfortable calling a friend, a family member, going through, if your company has some type of employee support system, you can always call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Their number is 1-800-273-8255. If you don't want to talk to someone, but you would rather text someone instead, they do have a text line. You can text the number 4 and then the word hope for hope that is four four six seven three to seven four one seven four one and then starting july 16th nationwide there will be a new number very similar to 911 but just for for just mental health purposes 988 so again 988 starts on july 16th and remember it is perfectly okay to not be okay we just want you to reach out and talk to someone if if you ever see the need to Thanks, Julia.